You're listening to the A Scully Cast, brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A Scully and Sid Talk. Welcome, welcome, everybody. Welcome to the show. Welcome, Sid Talk. Thank you. Thank you very much. Sid Talk's on the low key vibe down there. <laughs> I'm on the low end, man. No, I'm fine. I'm just focusing on my Scrabble game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so if you always wonder what Sid Talk's doing during podcast, she's playing Scrabble. Or The Sims, but The Sims makes my computer too loud, like a big baby. And I'm uh, I'm just recovering from being sick this week. I you weren't very sick, but you had a bad headache. It wasn't very good. That was bad. I, I didn't feel bad. I slept for about 30 This hours. is not the before the after the show discussion, by the way. We were just sort of, we, weren't, we didn't really have a discussion. You it were, is what happened before the show. You were tinkering with the sounds, and I was trying to get my new mouse, which is supposed to be silent, to be silent, which means I have a towel laying over my hand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Logitech make a new <laughs> mouse. I think it's the M530. It is much quieter. It is no. It is called um, like the silent mouse. Like um, they call it silent in their advertising. Nothing is silent. There is nothing silent. No. Um, it's just one of those things in computers. They call like silent heat sinks, and if it's got a fan on it, it's never going to be silent. Correct. So, or a clicker. Or a clicker. Or you know. This is riveting conversation, but yeah, this is kind of how we're building so, up to doing the show. So Logitech make a mouse that. For, you know, for people who do streaming or recording or that kind of thing, they'd want a mouse that doesn't click very loudly because you wouldn't want it picking up. And Sid Talk bought one over there. But it's actually not silent, let me it's say. It's much quieter. However, it just isn't the, uh, you know. And also, it was quieter the day you got it than it is today. Yeah. And it's not very much later. It's probably two weeks. Correct. So, <laughs> so um, yeah, that's that's our review of that Logitech mouse. It's good. It's not silent. No. So um, it is Saturday, July the 1st. Happy July, everybody. Um, Going to be happy 4th before we see you again. So happy Independence Day in America. And happy A. Scully's birthday month. Thank you. <laughs> All month? <laughs> yeah, I, I'd say the whole month. Yeah, mine's going to be more important, though, this year, so we can just skip over yours. Mine's going to be the big five zero, I And yours I is just sort of... Four, I think eight. every year is important for everybody. Because yours 4.8 or 4.9 this year. I'm 48 this year. Wow, you're a lot younger than me. I am. I'm a toy boy. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, it's Saturday, July the 1st. This is after the show number 486. The movie we're looking at this week is Chips. It's a uh, 2000... That's not a movie. That's a, a TV show from your youth. Because you're going to be 48 this year. <laughs> I'm just... I'm not going to be 48. I'm going to be 48. But yeah, Chips no. is not. <laughs> Chips is probably about 30 years old. The TV show. So yeah, it is the um, movie uh, version of the TV show. But that is a very loose... It's very loosely a, a movie version of the TV show. It was. It's released on Blu-ray June the 27th. So you can pick this one up now. It's rated R. Unlike the TV show. And it's from our friends at Warner Brothers... And Sid Talk will give you the uh, synopsis of the movie Chips. Really? It's Chips. It's John and Ponch, and they're fighting crime. And it's the 21st century. Now, if you've never seen Chips as a TV show, 
that's too bad. <laughs> that's your synopsis. We get basically that's it. Right. They're fighting a bad guy. Yeah. And it's funny. It's funny. Now, let me say, I, on Saturday nights back in England, back in the 70s, when anything that came on on a Saturday night was a young boy's dream, such as <laughs> it could be anything. I watched Dukes of Hazard. I watched Knight Rider. I watched Chips. I watched Blue Thunder, Airwolf, anything like that. I just lapped it up, and uh, Chips was one of them. Uh, I just loved it. I just loved the camaraderie of the two guys, and, you know, it was family-friendly, I guess, and it was cool watching them on the motorbikes. So, yeah, I do have a fond memories of Chips watching it. Uh, watching it now, and we have watched it now. It's been on MeTV a few times. It's... Exactly what you think it was. It's like harmless cop, buddy cop. You didn't uh, think that when you were a kid. It was probably pretty intense because there were lots of bike races and chases and car chases and all kinds of stuff. It was probably seemed pretty grown up, I think, at the time. Yeah, probably. You know, the one that stands out to me that I, f I felt that was really grown up and I probably shouldn't have been watching it as a kid, it was Starsky and Hutch. <laughs> that seemed a little bit... More. Streets of San Francisco, I think, were more... Yeah, I used to watch was that more too. intense. Starsky and Hutch always seemed a bit like, oh, this, you know, like there's a pimp and sometimes it's <laughs> prostitutes. It's like it's it's not chips. <laughs> it's a bit more adult than that one. But um, yeah, I do have a fond memory of chips. Now, when I heard that they were making a movie of chips, I was excited. I didn't know they were going in this direction with it. And what this direction is, is um, it's like the Twenty One Jump Street remakes, uh, movie versions that they did, uh, like a, a raunchy comedy, more than, well, this one's more, it's like an action movie with a raunchy comedy um, inside it, would you say no, that's I think fair? that's fair, yeah. Um, and it's, you know, it's more applicable for this day and age. There, there would be other ways to do a Chips movie. You don't think people would have laughed at dick and fart and turd and and masturbation jokes in the seventies? I think they would. I just have. don't think it would have been allowed on TV. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I'm saying it's not. It's not. People aren't different. No. Yeah, it's just the regulations have loosened because over time we see we keep whittling away at our standards Moral. of behavior. I don't know about <laughs> morals, just standards of behavior. Yeah. So this is what's he called? Dax Shepard. He referred. In the extras of this Blu-ray, they referred to it as this isn't your dad's chips. And then I just felt immediately very, very old because I'm like, what are you talking about, my dad's chips? It's actually my chips. Exactly. It's not our dad. dad my dad wouldn't have watched it. He my, was so stupid. No, my dad wouldn't have watched it either. He'd have been like, turn it over. Is the football on? So exactly. Like, so, no, it's our chips, not our so dad's So we're chips. the dads. So who he was talking to, I um, So, yeah, this is a very... Now, this is the problem I have with it. I actually kind of enjoyed it. I think it's a fun movie overall, but I don't think... I think it's so loose that the word chips is on it. It could be another movie if you took... the If you changed the names of the people. It, it's, no, I think it fits as chips. I do. I mean, they don't really um, take advantage of the chips thing that much. They kind of... It's something else, I, f I feel. Yes, there's some callbacks to chips. For instance... The music from Chips, but it the joke of the music from Chips is it never actually fully turns up. Did you? Is that a that? joke? Was, I think they were being funny, as in they wanted them like in the TV show when that music came on, 
not just at the beginning, during the show. It was the big hero moment whenever they did something awesome, like jump the bikes over something or catch. Ca- so someone them. has said this is a joke they've played, or you're just no, just speculating. From, uh, from watching it, I determined like every time there was going to be a big action hero moment, it usually goes wrong in this movie. Like when he jumps over that fence on the bike, and the music starts playing, and then he doesn't jump over the fence, and then when they drive the SWAT vehicle away, and the music starts playing, and then the music gets cut off because something happens with the SWAT vehicle. Hmm, I guess I'm of, not that observant because I don't. Get they, it. They kind of made the music a joke. So they never actually play the actual theme tune properly. Just the first bit, little bit of it. Hmm. So I was kind of, that was kind of a bit of a disappointment for me. Yes, I guess it's funny, but I wanted a hero moment where the chips theme played. Um, but aside from that and them being called John and Punch, it's, yeah, but what was it about Chips that made it Chips? It was just John Punch. It was just Punch. them two, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you had the whole cast, like an ensemble thing, but it was just those two for the, an hour. The blonde lady. Catching a... Yeah, but you don't remember her. So it's just them, and they have a, a crime kind of thing to solve every week in, within an hour. There's no carryover, and that was it. It's kind of like this. This has a, a bad guy that needs to be thwarted, and it's thwarted within the movie. Spoiler alert. Yeah. There's no carryover. There's no like, hey, this is the bad guy we're going to revisit in a later version of the, or a later installment of the franchise or anything. At least I didn't pick up on it. But then again, I don't pick up on shit apparently. No. um, So I enjoyed the movie as a whole. I think it was well shot for a. Yeah. It looked really good. Yeah, it really did. Like there was some really interesting camera angles in the action sequences. This is actually directed by Dax Shepard, as well as him appearing in it. And I think he did a really good job of making it look really cool. Like, there was there was a bank robbery scene at the beginning that was interesting and cool. And there's kind of a twist on Ponchi's character, which I liked. Did mm-hmm. you like that? Yep, yep, I did. I didn't expect that. We have I, a little origin story yeah, for both of them. At the beginning, I was like, ooh, maybe they've made Ponch actually a bad guy and something turns him to the good side. Oh, I didn't think that at all. I knew what was going on immediately. Oh, I didn't actually pick up on that. Oh, I did. <laughs> but um, I thought he was actually uh, actually a criminal who turns out eventually... Spoiler to- alert. Just in case you're, you want to be spoiled. This isn't a movie I feel like you could spoil, but... Not really. Just in case. So, yeah, go and see it and come back. Uh, you know, it's really... Most of the movie... The plot is... Eh, but most exactly. of the movie is really about the jokes and how the... It's actually not about the jokes for me. It's... Michael Penner and Dax Shepard, it's their chemistry together. And I think it's actually quite funny. There are some really funny moments in it. Very uh, funny. I la- and What did I say before this movie started? Just so you can know where I'm coming from. You wasn't excited to see a Chips movie? Not at all. In fact, I said, ugh, I'm not looking forward to this at all. Like, it doesn't interest me. I'd rather be doing something else with this two hours of my life. And then I didn't pop any popcorn. I had my cup of tea. I even had my phone next to me because I was sort of in the middle of texting, which I never do during movies. But I thought, "Eh, as soon as he goes to the bathroom or something, I I know I can just pick up my phone. None of that because I started laughing almost immediately. It does have a lot of corny stuff, a lot of things. but, But it was done in a way where I felt like they were genuinely just trying to make each other laugh and just by extension, we would end up laughing. And so, I don't know, the story again, like you said, it's a little, you know, it's a bad guy, cops, dirty cops, 
big money. There's it, the the story is really flimsy. It's like very in basic. fact that yeah, it's very basic, and it's just the bad guy who needs to be thwarted to prove for these two guys to prove something to the rest of their whoever their bosses are, and that's it. But then I thought about it at the end of. the But movie. I enjoyed it thoroughly, like a lot. At the end of the movie, I thought to myself, "This, this, this plot is very, very basic and very, like it's almost lame." Mm -hmm. But then I thought, "It's just like an episode of Chips." (laughs) Every episode of Chips, it was a really basic story, like really basic. They never really got very artistic or anything with that show. It was well, none of those shows were. Let's be honest. Yeah, some gun runners are running some guns, or somebody's. Did a jewel heist, or there was some. There was a little drug talk occasionally. Rare, very rarely. Yeah. There was a weird uh, Halloween epi- themed episode. You know <laughs> I like that one. Yeah. Yeah. So, but in general, it was very, very simple. You would see the baddies right at the beginning of the episode doing something bad, whatever it is, and then John and Punch eventually would run them in, and that was it. You knew what to expect. There was no surprises ever. Um, but this movie. Funnily enough, during the plot, there's a very dark moment right in the middle of the movie that changes the tone of everything for a second. Yeah. And it feels, actually, I liked it. But then it goes goofy again. It made it funny, which it wasn't funny. It was like a really horrible thing. And There's a thing that happens that is horrible. Yeah. and Because we're not led to believe that this character deserves that in right. any way, shape, or form. Just that... The other character was going to be affected by it, but it's not even like you've led this other guy up to be really horrible. No. And yet you're like, oh, I mean, I felt like, oh, that seems really harsh. <laughs> it's gruesome. They re- they remove the humor from the movie for about five minutes. Yeah. So, and the, the, the everything changes, the whole tone of it. And even for a minute, you feel bad. <gasps> for the bad guy, pardon my yawning, I'm not bored or anything. <laughs> Uh, so, like, the the whole tone of the movie changes. It's like, um, it's it's going along, there's loads of, jo- there's even jokes during this action sequence, and then the thing happens, which I won't spoil, because I thought it was one of the best moments of the movie to me. Mm-hmm. And then there's a mo- there's moments afterwards um, involving the hospital and stuff where it stays on that kind of dramatic level, where it's, like, actually not a funny movie again for a while. But then it turns back into a funny movie. I thought that that was going to be a turning point where the movie actually changed from being goofy completely. But, um, you know, as like a, a different take, like it would, the end part would be different than the beginning. Hmm. But, uh, it was unexpected. Definitely. It was out of place from, from the whole movie. And, uh, actually in a good way though, it, it didn't seem, it made it feel like there was some stakes to be had for the finale. Yep. I agree that your bad guy's not just a bad guy anymore. He's he's fucking with one of our guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying. So, yeah, I did like that, and I thought that's the moment when I thought, yes, there's also room for a chips movie where it isn't a goofball movie, where it would actually be good too. Like Miami Vice was made into a movie by Michael Mann that didn't hundred percent feel like Miami Vice, but it was a good movie. You know? I don't know if it's a good movie. I don't know if it lost the heart of Miami Vice, though. Like, it just was a good movie on its own. Like, a, it, you know, it was just like... A, I don't know if it was good, though. So I'm not sure if that's reasonable, but... I feel like it was, like, because I... It was fine. I don't know if it was a good movie. You know, that's... 
but it removed Miami Vice, didn't it? it didn't, you didn't come away going, wow, Miami Vice. No. You came away thinking... It had, like, no humor, I, fear, I remember. Yeah, it wasn't about humor. It yeah. It was a Michael Mann movie. It was, like, heat. It was no humor. It was a, it was a, a grim kind of heist thriller. And what the only thing that kind of Miami viced it up was the boat and the water and the two characters' names. And that's kind of how this comes across, aside from having the goofy stuff. So what did you think about the goofy humor? Because I know that you don't always I'm not a fan it. of the goofy humor. It, it had hits and misses. More hits because I would laugh a lot. And it was because of, not because I thought it was funny to talk about how many times a day he may or may not take a shit and then discover he's masturbating. That doesn't spoiler. sound, it doesn't sound, <laughs> spoiler, <laughs> that's not really funny to me, but I think that in the moment, him writing it and them doing it and them saying the lines and him, his character is, John's character is like this sort of over-emotional touchy-feely, he wants everybody to, he's been to therapy, so he kind of knows all the buzzwords. He's he's more empathetic. You know, he's just a touchy-feely guy. And so, taking that character, I felt like that's what was funny is these two guys, actors, just being funny. And I, 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 you're not supposed to subtract yourself. Like, it's not supposed to be like me watching two actors do their lines, but that's how I felt and that made it funny, er, to me. Yeah. Is that I, I could imagine them doing it over and over and over and just cracking each other up and that made me laugh. And so I guess that's, if the end result is that I laugh, that's good. You know, like um, a movie like Anchorman, you can tell when you watch it, it's all improvised stuff. They've improvised it so hundreds and hundreds of times and chose the best improvised bits. This doesn't feel like that. This feels scripted to me, yet still funny. It mm-hmm. doesn't feel like they did a hundred takes of the same thing. It feels like they were economical and they just wrote a funny script and filmed it. It, it doesn't have that vibe of, oh, this is going to have an hour's worth of deleted scenes because they Oh, did I felt like that. I felt like that. Totally. No, it, it didn't to me. Like It felt more kind of like we're going to shoot this movie. It's mm. more an economical type thing. Like it's going to... Um, I like the relationship, like the chemistry between them is really funny. Like... It starts off in this, um, like, Ponch and John, like, Ponch is, like, in, in charge of John and he's telling him to, like, shut up, <laughs> get on with his job and all that kind of stuff. So there's this, like, you know, confrontation between them at the beginning. Then there's a moment in the movie where they kind of bang their heads together. They're kind of friends, all of, you know, they, and they become... I was glad when it happened because I was like, don't know if I can take this all the way through. This just shut up, John. Yeah, I'm saying some stuff. Shut yeah, up, John. Oh, shut up. Get on with your job. That, that would have been boring if it that, was that the entire time. But when it changed to they were best friends, I really thought it. Picked I don't know up. if they were best friends. Again, it's a bit of an exaggeration. Well, partners, let's say. Yeah, like, uh, they're both on the same page all of a sudden. Yeah, they want to do the same thing. That's when I started to enjoy it more. So I did think they, and it there was enough to it. Like, it never dragged or got slow. There was always something action going on. Yeah, and that's not a requirement, but in this kind of movie, it does help, for sure. Yeah, like like I say, the plot is it's forgettable. It's so generic, as far as an action plot goes. And the action itself is quite good. Um, Dax Shepard's like a good motorcycle rider, so... 
he does his stunts on the motorcycles, and some of the stunts are pretty extreme. Um, so that's good. But it's obvious, it's quite clear that Michael Penner's not a motorcycle rider. Like he is. <laughs> you know, when you see them together. Because, you know, he's showing off a lot, Dax. He's flying off. It's going really fast. I like the fact that it's not motorcycles attached to the back of trucks that they're just sat on and being dragged along with. None of the shots are that. Did you notice? Uh, well, I can't ever tell the difference, so. There's a lot of uh, GoPro kind of cameras where it's like in an odd position when they're riding the bikes. It's kind of above them and to the side, so it makes it look like a really cool action shot. There's a lot of that going on. Um, but it all looks good. It's it's really well shot. Um, like he said in the extras, they wanted to make California a part of the story, and you really... I've been playing Grand Theft Auto recently, and it's like a mock version of California, but all the big hit points of California are in that game. And I saw them all in this movie, and I kept thinking, these are like Grand Theft Auto missions, where the heisters do the heist, and then they escape via the viaduct, <laughs> yeah. or they go across the bridge and something big happens, that famous like bridge into the Docklands plat plat of uh, California. There's the um, downtown part when they do the heist at the beginning. Um, even though I've mentioned heist quite a few times, it's not really a heist movie. You don't see heists. You see after the heists, like the heist is already finished. It's just the getaways. It's like an ex- excuse for a car chase with some mm-hmm. motorcycles. Um, so you don't really see big heists or anything. It's not that kind of thing. They blow a few armored trucks up, which, was, again, was good special effects. Now, for me, the comedy was uh, really hit or miss. Like, there's a lot of comedy that sometimes is like three jokes in a minute. It's like they try and keep them coming. And maybe two of them I was like, mm, and one of them was really funny. So I don't know if that's bad or good or just my taste. Your taste. Yeah. Like somebody else might be rolling on the floor throughout the entire mm-hmm. runtime because it is all similar type of comedy. It's dick and fart and poop and what else? Masturbation. Um, yeah. Like pon- uh, Punch is actually a sex addict in this um, version of Punch. Which is nothing like Punch from the uh, Chips of old. We don't know that. We never dev- We never no, delved we never into his personality, into so we don't know. So there's this sex addiction thing that that um, crops up every now and then. is kind of funny. There's John was a X Games kind of star, and he was he kept he was not particularly great at it. He kept crashing and burning and really hurting himself. So John's uh, demeanor in this whole thing is. He's on prescription drugs for all the pain he's got. He's got metal uh, bone in his arm, you know, from all the... He's scarred up. He's he's kind of a mess. He's got a bad leg. So those are the two things that make them flawed characters and give opportunity to uh, make jokes between them both. You know, you can... you can't, When you start to analyse it like this, you can kind of feel the writer's room going on. Mm-hmm. We need this, we need that, we need this, we need that. Well, so, he wrote it. Yeah, so maybe um, De- Dax. Yeah, you just start to feel it when you uh, analyse it, but it's really not a film to be analysed. No. It's just <laughs> a silly kind of movie to sit down and enjoy. It's not the greatest movie, it's not the worst movie, it's just a movie. Like, like I say, the chips thing, it may or may not have some relevance to you. 
younger people, I'm assuming it has no relevance to. They they won't have caught chips. Well, they, they're not going to have bought the blue. Oh, it's on, chips. like, reruns and stuff. Maybe they caught it on there. Maybe they didn't. You know what I mean? Like, it's not... Is it a selling point nowadays? Is it for me and you? When we see the trailer for this version of chips, do we mm. go, oh, that looks like the chips we remember? Because it doesn't if you see the trailer, does it? <laughs> if, you, if you see dick and fart jokes all of a sudden, you go, oh, no, that's not chips. So the audience it's aiming at, not sure. Anyway, uh, just overall, Sitar, what was your uh, chips? I enjoyed it. <laughs> Mine was, as a chips fan, as a child... Um, going into adult, I will, if an episode of Chips is on me TV, I will watch it. <laughs> like, and it's mostly nostalgia. And me watching it thinking, wow, as a kid, this was really impressive. Why is it, why? Why was it so impressive? <laughs> <laughs> so, but as a movie, while it is really dumb, and it is dick and fart jokes, I kind of enjoyed the, the Michael Penner and Dak Shepard you know, I think they're a good duo. Yeah, definitely. So, moving on to the cast. Michael Penner plays Punch. Dax Shepard plays John. Um, couldn't get two different guys, I guess. And like, that's the idea of it. You know? And the characters, the way they're written, they're very different. And that's the comedy. What do you think of both? Are you fans of them both? Do you... I'm not fans of them before this, except for Penner. Kind of like him, but, um... Or Penner. But, um... I think they were fine and matched in a way that neither one of them was like a Will Ferrell type who was just too much to me. Right. You know, that like just really pushing the um, goof factor. So I liked them both. But Will Ferrell, when you say, but he is actually, he's funny too, right? You love Elf. And yeah, but it's over the top. And that if you'd have one of them being that, it wouldn't be appropriate. It would be too mean. much, yeah. The, and this movie could e- could very easily have been, <laughs> yes. um, you know, Will Ferrell and Michael Penner. It really could have been yep. that. Like, yeah, I don't think that would have worked as well. Dax Shepard's an interesting one because he he's in he makes movies. He's in movies. He comes from like that Jackass kind of time, you know, the um, Ashton Kutcher punk mm-hmm. and the Jackass time on MTV. And that's where he made his name. This ain't your father, jackass. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but he does, um, there's something about him that is kind of, his personality comes through. Like it, and, you know, he directed this film, which I feel like he did a good job of. Like, yep. It actually is a good looking, um, well executed plot. It doesn't feel choppy or jumpy. He gets to call his real wife a dick. He right does. to her face. Yeah, there are, yeah, his real wife's in this, so there are jokes between that. You know and why? Because that probably saved him a lot of money. Exactly, and she, he was also in Veronica Mars' movie. Remember? True. So they kind of, you know, they are married, so they work together. Our bad guy in this movie is Vincent D'Onofrio, who I last saw as the kingpin in Daredevil Marvel on Netflix. He plays um, Ray Kurtz. I'll tell you what, he's really boring. Like, he's the worst, boringest bad guy ever. He's very one note, right? Yeah, couldn't give a shit. I don't feel... I feel like he's threatening only because they kind of... He does that. Like, but I mean, what's he doing? He's trying to make a bunch of money to take his son off to some island somewhere to get him off drugs. Yeah. Now, that's fine, but it's just really boring. He's boring. Like, there's nothing 
threatening about him to me. He's just like a bully. And I just thought, ugh, come on. No. There's nothing interesting. Like, he didn't add anything to him. He didn't make him, like, you know, I don't know. I just found him, like, ugh, really flat. Now, was the, when he played the kingpin in um, Daredevil, I thought he was fantastic. Yeah, more intense, more, yeah. yeah. So, it's not him, because he does, he has played some. It is him. Roles. This, in this role. I think it's the way it was written for him. I disagree. I feel like he was just, he pulled on that old, in like, gruff middle-aged, I'm going to be a bad guy like in a 70s TV show. And it was really boring. So yes, I think it's down to him. Because everybody else in the movie does a good job with the script and the words and everything that they have to give. Even the wife that we only see a couple times, the couple of wives, do a lot with the little bits that they get. And so, no, I think it's down to him. Uh, Rosa Salazar plays Ava Perez. She's like a young um, cop who's kind of Kind of a love interest. They're actually Highway Patrolmen, remember. This isn't the cops. This is Highway Patrol. It's the same thing, right? No. So they're not... They're a police officer. They are police. They're like uh, law enforcement, but it's the Highway Patrol. Right. So they've only got enforcement. They can only... I don't know what the jurisdiction... I'm saying they're not like the police force of the city. They are the Highway Patrol. Right. Different. Two different things. So Rosa Salazar is Ava Perez. She's like a love interest for John... <laughs> um, what did you think of her? I liked her. She's liked like all a those women. comedian. I liked all the women. Yeah, the other one of the others is Jessica McNamee or McNamee. She plays Lindsay Taylor, and she's the blonde-haired lady as well. Like they, they do make a point of having women, um, attractive women in this <laughs> force, and I think that is to play with um, Ponchi's sex addiction, actually. That every he, that he can't hold himself back, like, and when all these attractive women are coming up to him, he's it's freaking him out all the time because he's trying to knock it on the head. But uh, yeah, they're all but good. some of them are um, <laughs> funny, and uh, some of them are tough, and some of them are bad, and some of them are good. Kristen Bell plays Karen, Dax's wife. His wife's kind of a dick. <laughs> kind of, <laughs> yeah. And uh, he gets to call her that. At some point. And then another a small appearance is Maya Rudolph, who I always like to mention, because she's uh, Paul Thomas Anderson's wife. She plays the sergeant. I actually liked that scene at the beginning. It was really good, yeah. Yeah, and it's only very short. Blink and you'll miss it. But uh, yeah, she's very funny, always. And they, they had good chemistry together. Directed by Dak Shepard. He did a movie called Hit and Run, which I didn't see. It was a car chase movie. And he's next, uh, after Chips, he's been uh, given... The uh, Scooby-Doo movie, the live, the new live-action Scooby-Doo that they're going to do. So um, he's directing and starring in that somehow. Don't know who's going to be. Maybe Fred? Nah, it seems more like Scooby-Doo to me. I mean, more like a Shaggy. Mm. Matthew Lillard was Shaggy last time, wasn't he? But this is a whole new thing. Yeah, I was going to say, starting again. Yeah. So and he's um, definitely Shaggy-ish. What do you think of him as a director? Oh, I thought I said already. I think he did a good job. All right, so special features on this. There are ten deleted scenes. There is a one about the Ducati motorcycle that they use. <laughs> they You're going to watch that. I know you will. Yeah, they have their original, um, not the original 70s ones, but like the highway patrol bikes. But then they quickly realize that those are not fast enough to get these guys who are on Ducatis. So they, 
get these super duper Ducati motorcycles eventually, and they actually change out of their California Highway Patrol outfits, and they have more <laughs> motocross kind of outfits on. So they're kind of updated and cooler as they get on. Some lady calls them superheroes. Yeah, that's funny. Um, there's also uh, like a making of type of thing that we watched. I wouldn't say it's a making of. It's just them clowning around. And there's also um, that's it actually. There's not too much. There's not a. There's no director's commentary. So that's an automatic take two points away from me, but because I like director's commentaries, I and mean, this one would be funny. I'm assuming. So uh, conclusion on chips. Let's finish it off for this one. You know, for me, we've watched some bad films this year. Haven't we? <laughs> yes. What was that one the other week that was really bad? The ass- oh, the, God, The Assignment. The Assignment. Ugh. And I thought to myself, looking <laughs> at the cover of Chips, even being a fan of Chips, I'm not going to like this movie. I-, I can tell what it is. We're very judgmental. It kind of is what, what I thought it was, but better than that. So that kind of... Well, that's good. For me, it way outweighed my expectations because I thought I'd be bored out of my mind. Yeah, it sits right in the middle for me. It's like, it's fun, it's mindless, um, and then it's over. And then you'll probably forget about it fairly quickly, I would imagine. Like like a lot of these movies. But it's fun for the two hours while it's running. And uh, it's kind of gruesome in a, in a point. It's definitely adult with the humor. It's not for the little ones. Um would I recommend it? It's hard to say. Yeah, but there's all kinds of people in the world. I think that's a weird question anymore because you could recommend it to this person, not to that person, and definitely to this person, but not to that person. I'd recommend so. it if you like a raunchy comedy and with some action. That would be how I would say. And if you're a fan of any of these people who are in it, because everybody does a fine job of being funny. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's the point. Except for D'Anaprio. Yeah, but he's not supposed to be funny. Yeah, but he doesn't do a good job of not being funny <laughs> for me. All right, so thanks to Warner Brothers who sent us the Blu-ray. Uh, next week's Blu-ray review will be The Lost City of Z. We're going to look at that next week. It's an adventure type film with Charlie Hunnam. Uh, contest, go to aschoolie.com. You can win some things. And what are your recommendations for this week? Or should this I do mine first? Do yours first, as usual. All right, so I was going on the... I had a look through um, movies that were TV shows that became a movie eventually. What was the best one? And out of the big list that I read, Mission Impossible feels like it was, it ended up, I mean, it's become a franchise of movies that I really enjoy all of them. They're really good. So I'm going for Mission Impossible, any of those. I particularly like the one where Tom Cruise climbs up the building with the suckers. (laughs) <laughs> and that's my favourite one. Uh, and my other one is I was looking for a movie that Dax Shepard had been in, and it was Idiocracy, which yeah. is a fantastic movie, and uh, you should definitely watch it. He uh, he also did a scene in that with um, Maya Rudolph, so they're back together again. Yours are? Mine are going back to 1987, digging up some oldies. Um, the ones I have on my list for this week, not really related to this movie, like you like to theme them. But they are Good Morning Vietnam, which of course was, I think, a big surprise to most people at the time. It was really good. I haven't seen it for a long time, so I don't know 
what it would come, how it would come off today. And then Anna, which I barely remember to be honest, but then I read the synopsis and like, yeah, I remember seeing that and thinking, oh, it's so like European and it's like about an older actress and younger actress and like this weird thing about the younger actress, of course, getting more attention and the older actress being sort of like unhappy about it. And there's some murder mystery involved. And so. I don't remember that one. Who was in it? Uh, um, Anna, oh god, I forget her name now. She's Anna. a supermodel. Yeah. Porakovich? Her last yeah, name? I don't even know that is still, no. Yeah. I know what you mean, though. A supermodel. Yes, of the, of the day, of the 80s, late 80s. Yeah. So, before supermodels were a thing, but. Alright. So, games and A Scully stuff. I've been playing some Overwatch this week. They've still not done that patch where you can open your loot boxes and have more. Mm. Still waiting for that patch, even though that patch does exist if you go on the test realm. There's two versions of Overwatch. There's a beta test version and a, an actual live version. The patch is on the beta test version, but anything you earn in the beta test version doesn't carry over to the live game, so only if you want to have a look at it. It's kind of pointless. Um, so I'm hoping it's this week, because I'm getting so many duplicates out of those boxes, it's not funny. Second thing this week is um, Cliffy B., Who's the guy who created Gears of War? Uh, he's got a new game coming out called Lawbreakers, and there is a beta going on right now that you can get on Steam. Just go on Steam and click download. Search for Lawbreakers and click download. You can get it for free. Um, they're doing a beta for the whole weekend. No, for the whole week actually. So all the way through July the fourth week, and um, you can play the full game basically um, as much as you want. And they're, they're checking, testing the servers, that kind of thing. Now, I played it for about maybe three hours the other day, and uh, it's not my thing at all. I thought I was going to be into it, but um, it's a first-person shooter, but it uses verticality, which most don't. Most are just on a horizontal plane, right? You don't fly. But the whole game's about flying, so the, so the levels are very tall and not very long. So it's all about using your jetpack to fly and shooting people while you're flying. Well, that sounds really fun. It's really disorientating and kind of um, confusing. Like it's hard to tell whether you, whether people how far away they are. It's, I don't know. It just it felt off to me. And like I wasn't getting many kills or shooting right at people. They didn't seem to be dying, but I seemed to be dying really quick. It just felt very like I'm really used to games like Overwatch or you know team based games, and this is what this is. It's just all about flying. And now there are a couple of flying characters in Overwatch. And I never play them because I don't ever have fun playing them. So maybe it's just me who hates flying in games. I just want to be on the ground. It's very confusing. It's very, like, you know what I'm saying? Flying, like, it can get disoriented. Oh, I'd be disoriented. A lot of those games, even when you're walking, make me kind of like, ugh. Yeah, so Lawbreakers isn't a game for me. It might be for you. It's It's for the fun... Who, you remember Quake back in the day, how fast that was? And Doom. Yep, and I was sucked at it. Yeah, those kind of games where it's super twitch shooter, it's very, very fast. It's for those people. And yes, I did like those games back in the day, but the, the flying kind of puts me off this one. So, unfortunately, that's not one for me, but um, I'm sh- it might be for you. You can give it a try. It's also on the consoles. Just uh, search for Lawbreakers on any of the consoles. I think it, no, not on any of the consoles. Just on the PS4. PS4 Pro and the PC and you can try it for free. You get the whole game, so try it. 
It's going to be $30 when it comes out. So they've actually, it's like half the price of the normal game. So maybe it is something you like. Uh, that's all I've been playing this week. What is Svenguli? And mm. what is on this tonight? Well, tonight we've already decided we'll probably watch it. And that's pretty rare. But Svenguli is a horror host. It is a two-hour show on MeTV on Saturday night where he presents a movie of some sort of like old horror or old franchise. For tonight, it's Abbott and Costello. They're a couple of ghosts or a couple of ghosts come around. I don't know. And it could be Godzilla movies. It could be um, just old horror stuff, all the old universal stuff. And we usually watch it. He dresses up and he does funny jokes. Well, funny-ish. Uh, tonight, it's Abbott and Costello again and... I'm not into Abbott and Costello at all, and I don't think you are either, so... Nah. I am. Um, I will watch Abbott and Costello if there's, like, like it's Frankenstein or, you know, like... the. Well, this is a... Ghost, so it could be fun, but... Yeah, but I saw one when you was away at mm. your mum's, and there was uh, Abbott and Costello <laughs> on, on front, and it was one week, and it wasn't, like, involving a monster or... Not involved. It was. It was to do with ghosts. It was a haunted house thing, mm. and it was just awful. It was just them wandering around little secret passages and stuff, and getting trapped. And it was just meh, you know. Yep. I don't. <laughs> They're not funny to me, so no. it's hard. Yeah. Their sense of humor is very of the time, and as you move forward in time, and you don't. I don't even have nostalgia for them because no. they weren't in my time. So. I think that's what it is. I don't think that's it, because a lot of people love them who are our age or younger, but it's just... Yeah, but I mean, some of those people might have just grew up watching them, like, because the mom and dad had them, like, loved them or whatever, I don't mm-hmm. know. But for me, they, they were really nothing in my childhood, so maybe that's it. No, I'm saying people find them now as adults who had nothing to do with it as children and love them. Right. So. Well, that's not It's me. just not me. <laughs> so what is for dinner this evening? I don't know yet. You've had a weird stomach the last couple of days. I'm sure everyone loves to know this. And so I have to sort of tread it's around that. It's time to eat something today. Cause yeah. Not really so I don't know. I may make myself a frozen dinner and make you some soup. I might get myself some Jimmy John and make you some soup. I don't know. <laughs> All right. It's a mystery. It's a mystery. And what is your advice? My advice is celebrate. You know, celebrate something. I know it's not always easy. And if you got tragedy going on or some sad thing or you're just like a bummer most of the time anyway in life, <laughs> celebrate something, even if it's little. You know, my upcoming 50th birthday, it's not for a while. It's not till November. Yeah, stop but... overshadowing my birthday. <laughs> okay. We'll celebrate your <laughs> not 50th birthday, which isn't really that exciting but we can celebrate it you see so find something even if it's something stupid at work and you all of a sudden decide i'm gonna take donuts today and make it like you know i don't know something thursday day you know just celebrate something that's it it's not it's not great advice but you know it's up there i just want to celebrate All right, so um, I want to remind you about our websites. You should celebrate them daily and visit them. There's aschoolie.com <laughs> and sidto.com. You can catch us on Twitter and Facebook. Apparently on Twitter these days, when it's your birthday, you get balloons all over your page. I've never witnessed it, so I'm looking forward to it. Um, that's pretty sad, isn't it, to think that? <laughs> Thanks, Twitter, for my balloons, if I do get them. Um, <laughs> I want to uh, say this podcast is on the iTunes Music Store, the Google Play Store. You can get it on the RSS feed, ascully.com. Click on the word podcast. 
You can listen to all 400 and odd episodes there. You can also download them if you want and keep them. Forever and put ever and a, ever. Put them on a server and celebrate them whenever you like. <laughs> celebrate, celebrate the After the Show podcast. You can also uh, email me, ascolyascoly.com. Don't email Sid Talk. Nah. And uh, stay classy, Chips. Um, there is, uh, we didn't mention, but there is a small appearance from mm-hmm. the original Punch in this movie. But John didn't turn up for some reason. I think he's out of the whole, um, you know, Hollywood thing. Punch does show up and does have talk. Punch is a little bit of an attention seeker, so I think that's possibly why. Because in the, in the movie, it doesn't do anything of substance at all. So, uh, But in the TV show, you probably never heard Punch talk about ass to mouth. <laughs> he didn't in this one either. He didn't say anything. No, but he, he was involved, involved in a conversation. In, correct. Containing that. So um, stay classy, Mr. Uh, Punch. And I'm going to say, think for yourself. Somebody will do it for you.